The point of what I'm trying to say is to stop waiting on someone else to come save you because they are not going to fucking come for you. Nobody cares. They're not going to come for you. You no. have to put yourself on. Welcome to episode 3 of 22. I'm your host, Mari, and today I have a super, super special episode for you, and I'm so excited for you guys to listen to it. With me right now, I have my boyfriend, my loving, loving boyfriend, <laughs> Daniel Rotenberg, aka Brody, also a rapper, producer, engineer, business person, owns his own business, all of that great stuff. Anything you can do, basically he does it all. <laughs> so please, please give a warm welcome to Daniel, or Brody. <laughs> Appreciate you having me on. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Let's start off and toast to you and toast to. To you, to you getting on Apple Podcasts. That's, That's sweet. Right. Yeah. So congrats on that. Thanks. Toast bitch. to you. Mm. It's so good. Where's my notebook? On that note, y'all better subscribe. Y'all better subscribe to this woman right here. She's got some fire coming. This is episode two. Y'all not ready for three. three? Oh, I'm sorry. It's episode three. It's episode three. Get your shit straight. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> All right, so to start off, can you give me your background, your story, just let everyone know who you are, what you do, why you do it, all of that stuff. Yeah, so uh, I was born in Waterloo, Iowa. It's a pretty small town that I bet like 3% of the people watching this have ever heard of. Yeah. Um, it's in Iowa. <laughs> um, and I moved from there in 2005. I was about eight, nine years old at the time. So pretty much all my formative years were here in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, as far as um, my story, what got me into music and whatnot, it really started out with uh, with high school and poetry. You know, I've always I've always enjoyed writing, even at a super young age. I liked I liked being that weirdo kid that would be during recess writing little novels and stuff Same. like that, right? So, mm -hmm. so it was a pretty natural progression. And then um, once we started doing poetry in high school, mm -hmm. I used to make a game out of it to see how many words I could rhyme at a time. And then when I would do it in front of the class, people would be like, "Oh, dude, you sound like Eminem." <laughs> and so I thought Eminem was pretty cool, so I just kept on going with it. And then. Um, I really, uh, I just dove in and never looked back from there. Well, fuck yeah. Yeah. Tell me more about your childhood. Or, I mean, I already know, you know, but tell people who don't know. Tell me about how your childhood has shaped you as a man, as a musician, and life in general. Um, I had to learn to be pretty independent pretty early on. Mm -hmm. um, my parents split up when I was young. I was about nine years old. And anyone who's been through a divorce, you know that, you know, it's it's definitely a big shakeup on your world. Yeah. And so watching my mom date various guys who didn't always treat her well and being way too young to have any real say or ability to do anything about it, mm -hmm. it really, um, it, it made me grow up pretty quickly. And um, I'm thankful and I'm, I'm extremely grateful to have a, an amazing mother who did a, an, an incredible job raising me by herself, you know, for, yeah. for a long time, you know, shout out single parents. Cause that, I know I wasn't easy. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, she can't get enough credit, but, um, yeah, it really forced me to grow up pretty quickly and mm -hmm. you know, yeah, you see a lot of that in your music too. Yeah. A lot of shout outs to your mom. Yeah. Um, a lot of strength and independence in your lyrics. Yeah. She, she's a hell of a woman. What's up there? Yeah, you're getting cozy. She's a hell of a woman, you know. I, I'm uh, I'm grateful to have a lot of strong women in my life. You being one of them, of course. Yeah. And um, you know, my my recently deceased grandmother, Holocaust survivor. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm so sad. Yeah. Rest in peace. Rest yeah. in peace. Rest in peace, after. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to the strong women. That's right. So okay, I know that being 23, working two jobs, being in a relationship you know, being a son, being a friend, all that stuff. What's something, or I know that stuff is tough, I should say, but what's something that overwhelms you with all of that, wearing the multiple hats, um, just life in general, and how do you combat that? Only having 24 hours in a day. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you probably saw that coming. Um, yeah, only having 24 hours in a day and having so many things that I want to get to mm -hmm. is definitely, without a doubt, the biggest hurdle. And that's probably the biggest hurdle for, for anybody who's right. trying to do anything that has things going on in their life already. Uh, as far as how I combat that, I try to be very intentional with my time, regardless of what you probably think. Um, I'm actually, I'm super, super anal about how I'm spending my time, you know? If, no, um, I can, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but no, I can good. definitely vouch for that. Like, especially on days where we're not 
hanging out, like, yeah, you can't get in touch with him at <laughs> all. And I know that's because he's out there busting his ass. Yeah, I stay with that do not disturb mode. Yeah, I'm, I'm notoriously frustrating to get in touch with sometimes. But, you know, I always try to make a point of hitting people back. But as far as how I combat it, um, I mean, what I just said about keeping my phone on do not disturb, that's a huge one. Yeah. Eliminating distractions. And your phone is probably the source of 90% of your distractions, mm-hmm. anybody listening. Um, just like putting that to the side and really focusing on what you have to do. And on that note of what I, what I have to do, I, um, I've gotten in the habit within the last probably coming up on two years of writing down my goals every single day. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Grant Cardone for putting me onto that. Mm-hmm. So um, every single day with very, very, very few exceptions, I write down my top 10 goals for the moment. And they're not short-term goals but they're also not like five-year goals they're they're attainable but they're they're big enough that i can be excited about them to go right. after them every single day mm-hmm. so i put that at the top of the page every single day and at the bottom of the page i write down everything that i do in a day as the day goes on that i consider to be productive mm-hmm. that can be anything from uh, making a beat to working on a verse recording something or I'm talking to you on the phone. I mean, that's an important thing to do. Anyone who's in a relationship, you know you have to put time and effort towards that as well. Um, Going to work, you know, going to the gym, whatever it is, I just write down and I number them. And so at the end of the week, something that we do, and come to think of it, we still need to do for for this week. (laughs) Yeah, I was a little sleepy last night. Yeah. Um, Mari and I, we've, uh, we've come up with a really awesome tradition that we do Every single week, we call it our weekly recap. And what we do at the beginning of the week, every Sunday or sometimes Monday or as soon as we can get to it. Sometimes Tuesday. Sometimes Tuesday. Always Sunday. But we always get to it. We always get to it. Always, sometimes Sunday. Um, <laughs> yeah. We, um, we come up with a short list of goals that we want to achieve for that week. And um, I don't know about you, but I always point mine directly to the goals that I write down on that other piece of paper I was telling you guys about a yeah, second ago. Literally same. I was talking about it in the previous episode that I released before this. You know, stop that, stop that, stop that. Um, so anyway, the weekly recap. So I, I try to target all of my goals to direct me back into the goals that I'm writing down every single day. And so the end of the week, Mari and I get together and we talk about what went well, what didn't go so well, mm-hmm. five things we did to get us closer, some tangible results and what we learned from the week and what's our strategy for next week. And I have to say those two or three, however you want to count it, um, practices have made more of an impact on my life than I could even begin to describe. Definitely. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. So real quick, I know I'm kind of going off on a tangent. Y'all, keeping score with yourself will change the game for you. Mm-hmm. Because once you start to track your score, you have a reason to compete with yourself. Think about it like this. You ever been in the gym and you see a bunch of guys playing basketball? You can tell when they're keeping score because if they are, they're a lot more intense. They're a lot more deliberate. Someone drops the ball, the, the entire team's getting on that guy. Whereas if they're just kind of shooting around like, oh, it's whatever, then it's kind of just lackadaisical like, oh, whatever. The same thing is true for your goals in your life. Yeah. You have to keep score with yourself. Anything you're trying to improve, if you can measure it, you can improve it. But if you don't measure it, you won't improve it. Yeah. No, you've definitely put me on to writing my goals down every day, writing down my daily doings, as I call them. Yeah. And I was just doing our weekly or my weekly recap before you got home. Did you? Yeah. Oh, man, I got to catch up. Yeah, you do. I got to catch up. You got to catch up. You got to catch up with me. Whatever. But um, I was writing it down. I was going through my journal where I write all my to-dos and my daily doings. And I was seeing like, oh, damn, I don't even remember doing this, but I fucking did that shit. And having that little thing that you can go back to at the end of the week and recognizing that you actually did X, Y, and Z, you put forth all the effort the whole entire week, even if you don't remember it, just going back and seeing that you did all of that, it makes you feel so much better about yourself and so much like you're progressing in your goals and life and then you can set new goals based on the goals that you achieved that week. I want to touch on something that you said too. I want to make sure we don't just glance over that. You said that you go through and you're like, oh man, I, I totally forgot I did that. Y'all do that every single day. Yeah. You do that every week, every day. You do more than you give yourself credit for, probably. Yeah. Some of y'all, you aren't really doing too, too much. But yeah. most of y'all are probably doing a lot more than you give yourself credit for. And that's why, again, it's so important to keep score with yourself. Because 
Your brain is it's a crazy powerful machine, but it's not perfect. You're not going to remember everything. Mm -hmm. You can't tell me everything you did last Thursday unless you wrote it down. And then when you go back and you see that, you remind yourself, oh, wait, I am kind of a badass. Yeah. I did do that. Yeah. And then that fuels that fire and gives you that momentum and that, that urge to keep on going and going. Whereas if you don't, and you, it's so easy to get down on yourself, mm -hmm. especially with social media. You'll be scrolling around and you see... You know, people in Lamborghinis throwing money out the sunroof. Woo! You know, models all around and shit like that. Yeah. And it can be so easy. Like, oh, man, my life doesn't look like that. Mm -hmm. I'm serving tables. and yeah. I look like that. But if you go back and you look at your week and you see, nah, I'm grinding. I'm, I'm pounding out exactly. these goals. I'm working on this. Exactly. So I just wanted to touch on that real quick. I didn't mean yeah. to no, 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 go no. off on such a no. big tangent. No, but. no. And talking about the weekly recap, I forgot you were listening to someone saying how um, the top 1% of success, successful people in the world have a weekly system of checking in with themselves. Who was that? Do you remember? That sounds like something Ed Milet said. Was it Ed Milet? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So the top 1% of people in the world have a, the successful people in the world, that is, have a system of checking in with themselves like we've been doing for this whole entire year. And so if you don't have something like that, if you don't have a person, do it by yourself. You don't need anyone else. But having someone to hold yourself accountable to is powers and numbers, right? Yeah, and some of y'all might be listening to this be like, oh man, like, I really need to write down my goals. I know what my goals are. Okay, there's something very, very magical about bringing your goals that are in your mental space into this physical world with yeah. physical writing. Right. That is powerful. Yeah. And, and real quick, real quick, when you write those goals, mm -hmm. don't write in the future tense. I write mine in the past tense. I don't know about you. I write, I will, da, 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 unless it's something that- That's like, what I'm talking about. Yeah. So I would encourage you to start writing, I have, I did. Mm -hmm. My goals, like I write down, right now I'm sitting, at, at the time we're doing this interview, I got a thousand monthly listeners on Spotify, but I'm writing down every single day, I have 10,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. Okay. And so every single day I'm repeating that in my head like a mantra. Yeah. I have that. It's already here. Yeah. I have that. I it's here. That. Oh, I accumulated X amount of dollars. Mm -hmm. It's already here. You just got to bring it into this yeah. physical reality. Back to my original point. Some of y'all are probably thinking to yourselves, oh, I don't need to write down my goals. I know what they are. Do you? Can you tell me? Are you working towards them? What are they? How are you working towards them? What are you doing? You, like you, you need to write down your goals. You want to know why? Because I think, I, I don't know the exact number, but I, I think it's somewhere around 3% of the population writes down their goals. And by the way, that 3% earns more than the other 97% combined. Yeah. You need, a, you need another reason? There you go. It's clarity. <laughs> you can get your thoughts down on paper and see it instead of just be thinking about it where thoughts get lost every day because the human mind can only focus on so many things at once. Yeah. Especially in today's world where our attention spans, at least mine, is that of a squirrel. Yeah. And, you know, I admit that, but I also have times where I need to lock in and focus on one thing, which I talked about in the last episode of what I call my time blocks. So. What are yeah. your time blocks? I don't think you've told me about that. My time blocks is something I've been doing recently since I started this. Um, so basically, ba mostly on Sundays or Mondays, I'll sit down and I'll plan my entire week ahead because I'm fortunate mm. enough to have my schedule for the month, the, the month before. So like in a few days, I'll be getting my, August, my you get August your, your schedule. Your work schedule a month in advance? Yeah. Shout out to proactive managers. Keep going. Shout out to you. You know more. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm able to do that and I know a lot of people aren't. I know, you know, you unfortunately aren't able to do that because you don't get your schedule until Sunday. Oh shit, chaotic. <laughs> yeah, that shit's stupid. So, um, I'll sit down and I'll have days where I focus only on content creation, mm. right? And that's Thursday. So anything else I'm not doing that day. It's all content creation. It's scheduling my posts. It's writing, um, captions. It's getting all the posts organized. It's if I haven't already written my blog post, writing it and posting it or scheduling to post it for the next day, things like that. Whereas um, on other days I'm working. So I'm only working, um, I'm, I mean, not only, I'm working every day except <laughs> Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'm only working every day. I wish I got more. <laughs> I wish I had more days I yeah. could work. So no, I schedule my entire week based on my work schedule because I'm working all those days. So on Sundays, oh, I, I, I can't talk right now. <laughs> on Sundays, I'll sit down and plan out the days that I work. 
in the mornings before I go into work, because I'm typically closing the store that I work at, I'll schedule things like doing my laundry or um, cleaning my room or just picking trash up because those things don't take a long time, whereas content creation does, where I set aside an entire day for it, aka time block. Mm. So, yeah, and then um, I'll set aside time for myself, especially when I get home from work. I need my lavender infused bubble bath <laughs> or I will die. Of course you do. I need it, and that's okay. <laughs> So that's what I mean by time blocks. I set aside basically little blocks in my entire week where I can sit down and focus on one thing at a time because my I will get distracted, I'll go on my phone, I'll start watching Stranger Things, I'll start watching Anthony Bourdain, I'll call him, I'll play with my dog. It's, it's chaotic if I don't plan. In the last episode I was talking about how the night before I wasn't able to plan my day. Not that I wasn't able to, but I, I was so tired from working that 10 hour shift that day. So I just didn't feel like doing shit, and that's fine, because we're human, it happens sometimes, but I was explaining how that the next day, I wasn't able to plan my day out, and I, it was chaotic. I was everywhere. Man, doesn't it was that crazy. fuck you up? It fucks me up so much. Man. I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off. It was terrible. I hated it. So I sat down for a moment, and I called myself out on my own shit, because I'm over here talking about planning and organization and structure, <laughs> but here I am, not doing it because I was too tired. Which happens, but still. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, it's so crazy to me how that works, too. Like, how routine-based we can become. Like, like right now, I'm, I'm house-sitting at, at my, my mom's place. Um, beautiful house. And since getting here, like, the first couple of days, I was like, oh, my God. Like, I, this is so, like, I, where's my routine? Right. You know, so I, <laughs> I had to make a special trip over to my apartment to get... A big ass whiteboard just to like keep my little routine going, mm-hmm. you know. So that's I guess that's another little side note. If you if you find a routine that works for you, stick yeah. with it. If you it works, to, keep doing it. Yeah, you need to find what works for you. Maybe a routine. Maybe you don't need routines, and if you don't, hit me up because I need to learn your bionic ways. Honestly, same. But like, at me. I'm routine based, and hit I know my DM, you are too. please. Yeah. So just find what works best for you. What works best with your schedule, with your life. Because it all varies from person to person. You know, I'm not over here preaching that I have the best techniques in the world and I know you aren't either. I am, because I, I, my techniques are the best. You can't, yes. Yeah, I'm done. I'm set. I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna, you know. Anyways. Totally kidding. <laughs> um, okay, now we're talking about routines. What's your morning routine like? Because I know you have one. <laughs> Tell me, walk me through it. Okay, let's see if I can get through this without Mari being like, oh, really? Is that. Is that it? Well, we all know that's going to happen, so... It's absolutely going to happen. But my morning routine, I wake up and I meditate. I um, I try to be very intentional that that's, if not the first thing, it's one of the first things that I do every single day. Because when you go from your sleep state to your awake state, there's that little fuzzy in-between thing. And during that, during that fuzzy in-between thing, your brain and your subconscious especially is super receptive. We talked about that the alpha state of mind yeah and so as you're going from you know your, your slow deep sleep brain waves to you know fast you know now you're awake you're so so unbelievably susceptible to training yourself to be all over the place right and so a lot of people make the fatal mistake and i'm guilty of this too sometimes still by the way mm-hmm. um waking up and checking social media it's about the worst thing you can do because oh, that yeah because that gives you that dopamine hit first thing in the morning. Yeah. And now all the rest of the day, you're looking for that dopamine. Mm-hmm. So you're pulling out your phone like, ooh, notification. Ooh, a little yeah. shiny red heart. Ooh. Yeah. Don't do that. It's crazy. Yeah. That, that's how that works. Yeah. Back to your question though. So I meditate. Then I always tell myself I'm going to do some morning yoga. I've been slipping on it. I've been <laughs> slipping on it. So before you can call me out, I'm going to call myself out. I try to do my morning yoga every day. Definitely doesn't always work that way, but I do my best. Um, one thing that is non-negotiable, and Mari can definitely vouch for this one, is I, I, this. I read. Mm-hmm. I read. Oh, I, you yeah. know, I don't care what is going on. If I, if my shift for work starts at 10 a.m. and I wake up at 9:45, he's reading. I'm gonna read a paragraph and I'm gonna be out that door. That's what I love, though. <laughs> it's I gotta be something, you. man. Because yeah. I don't know what it is. I just. I just like books. I like reading. I like knowledge. But I'm definitely gonna ask for a book recommendation at the end of this. So I'm stay tuned. Give you hella book recommendations. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the reading is definitely probably, definitely probably. It's a good little word. Probably, <laughs> um, one of the more non-negotiable parts of my morning routine. 
And then right after I do that, I go to the gym recently. Um, I used to work out only at night until um, my good friend Mike Parker, shout out uh, Mikey Lambo, um, he put me on to the morning workouts and how that kind of sets the tone for the day. Oh yeah, definitely. And it's very true. It is. It's very true. It's what I've been telling you, but you know, Mike, shout out to you Did for you join me reinforcing. Did you join me in the gym today? No, <laughs> no you sure didn't. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you're going to get a lot of this. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much the extent of my morning routine. Mm-hmm. It's really not that crazy. Oh, and I write down my goals. Um, right. Write down my goals. Because uh, yeah. if I don't, again, like, I'm so weird. Like, mm-hmm. if I literally just, like, have that little number system going of my daily doings, as Mari calls it, mm-hmm. I, I find myself being so much more focused and so much more deliberate because I'm keeping score. Oh, yesterday I got 20 things on my list. Today I want 30. Yeah. I'm like that. I don't know. It's weird. I'm too competitive for my own good most of the time. But Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, being with you for now over three years, I've definitely noticed that you're more of a night owl than I am. Absolutely. I pass out by like 11. Probably if you make it to 11, I'm if impressed. If I make it to 11, honestly, I'm a morning person and I've talked about how my mornings are absolutely sacred to me. I love mornings. I don't know why, but I'm just, I'm so much more like on it. Like I'm awake. And so my morning routine is basically the same thing as his, but I wake up a little earlier. I wake up around like, I try to wake up around six, sometimes it's 6.30, sometimes it's seven. And I love to just get into meditation, yoga, writing my affirmations, writing my goals, and journaling if I can get to it. Because sometimes my brain is still a little foggy, and so the words just don't translate well. Mm-hmm. But finding a good routine that works for you, that lets you just get in touch with yourself, with your soul, with your higher self, is something that I think everyone needs to do in their life. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. And I, I want to take a quick side note and just point out what I hope you guys already know, but anything we're talking about works for us. Yeah. And it might not work for you. No, definitely. So what's important is not having a daily doings or a re- a weekly recap per se, but it's finding what does work for you and then mm-hmm. sticking with it. Yeah. So kind of totally like switching gears. Yeah. Have you had an aha moment throughout the past few years being a musician, being <laughs> owning your own business, all of that? You're teeing me up. Absolutely, I have. What? Tell me. Tell me all of them. I don't need her. I don't need him. Fuck it, I'll do it myself. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Russ, because that's the fucking truth. That has been my biggest aha moment of probably my entire fucking life. And I'm going to get super fired up right here because... Do it. I'm here for it. Okay. The biggest aha moment of my life was realizing that I don't need anybody else Jack squat. to come save me and that they're not going to come save me. For the longest time, I was caught in this stupid trap that I feel like a lot of artists are caught in still in 2019, 2020 of, oh, I need a record label to put me on. Oh, I need to find this producer. Oh, once this once this rapper I like starts fucking with me, then oh, my career is going to go up. Mm-hmm. And I got to give a huge shout out to, again, Russ and my good friend Lucas Connor for waking me the fuck up to the fact that nobody's coming and that you got to put yourself on. For the longest time, I was caught in that trap of like, oh, man, like I used to want to be signed to, to Shady Aftermath. I wanted to be signed to Shady Records for the longest time. That was like it for me. If I could just be signed to Eminem, then like I'd be out of here, you know? But after really becoming closer with Luke and watching Russ's crazy come up, I realized, holy shit, I have this so backwards. And so I pretty much just hit the hardest reset of my life and wiped my old catalog off of Spotify and Apple Music and all of the platforms except for YouTube. If y'all want to find the super old stuff, you can still go there. Mm-hmm. And I stopped spending thousands of dollars at studios to get two songs out. I mean, that's so stupid if you don't have that kind of money. Yeah. I, was, I was in college and broke in college, working a part-time job, trying to pay $500 for, for a song. That's so dumb. Mm-hmm. That's so dumb. Yeah. Because that $500 you could have invested in yourself to learn how to do it yourself. And then you don't need to, to pay six other people to get a song out. If you, 
If you can mix, master, engineer, produce, and put it out yourself through DistroKid, TuneCore, or whatever the hell you want to use, CD Baby, whatever it is, and you can keep that for yourself, that's so powerful. And quick side note, I'm not... Oh, shit. Okay. Let me pause you real quick. Look at Luna, babe. I know, she's so cute. Okay, keep talking. Okay, sorry. I had to like stop my camera because it stopped recording last time and I stopped it after or before 30 minutes hit, so. You know you can just edit this, right? Yeah. And make it seem like I never stopped. Yeah, but we're not going to do that. Oh, okay, bet, bet. We're yeah. keeping it live and authentic, y'all. That's right. Anyway, I was somewhere between smoke coming out of my ears talking about how I was so stupid for spending $500 just to get a song out when I could just invest all of that into learning how to put the song out myself. Yeah, no. And, and real quick, I, just, I, I feel I need to put this out there. Not everyone should do that. If you have no kind of music sense at all well you're probably not going to work you know you're probably not going to be a musician in the first place but if you cannot figure out how to mix a song or if you just like you don't have the ear for it that's okay the point of this the point of my rant right now isn't to say that you need to be an island and do everything yourself because that's not good either mm -hmm. what i'm trying to say i'm trying to empower everyone listening to stop waiting on someone else to come save you and to do it with yourself and whoever's around you look at your you look at your circle of friends there's someone in there who's who has an eye for design oh they're they're not your graphic designer they're gonna do your, your artwork shout out to mari um you have someone in there who knows how to play piano that can be your producer okay you have someone who did an internship at a studio maybe they can be your engineer or if if you're so inclined maybe you can do it all yourself it doesn't really matter. The point of what I'm trying to say is to stop waiting on someone else to come save you because they are not going to fucking come for you. Nobody cares. They're not going to come for you. You yeah. have to put yourself on. Mm -hmm. And uh, as if that's not enough of a reason, if you don't put yourself on, I'm speaking specifically about music now. Let's say, let's say that my first approach worked, that I spent $800 on a single and my thinking that, oh, if I put enough time and money and effort into this song, then it's going to be undeniably great. And then Dr. Dre is going to hear me and sign me to Aftermath. And let's say that works. Okay. Now you're at the negotiating table with, with the label. Do you think you have any leverage in that deal at all? Uh, I'll help you out. No, you don't. <laughs> Whatever the label says that you're going to do, if that means you're going you're to perform in a fucking chicken suit, guess what? If you want that deal, you're going to put on some fucking feathers and a big old yellow beak and get your ass out there with a microphone and wrap in a chicken suit because that's, that's how much leverage you have. Okay. Now let's, let's see the flip side of that. Um, Russ, I got to give you another shout out, man. Look at what this man has been able to do. He signed a 50, 50 profit split deal with Columbia. That is insane. How did he do that? Well, he was selling out tours in Europe and had songs going gold. He had songs with millions of plays, selling out European tours before he sat down with the label. Yeah. And it's not like he didn't have other offers beforehand. He easily could have signed to whoever and, and gotten on for a summer before all that. But Russ is so smart for saying, no, I'm not doing that and waiting and being patient. Yeah. Be patient. Put yourself on, then you have the power in the negotiation to do what you set out to do in this music business. That's my aha uh, moment. Yeah, no, that's fucking crazy. But he was talking about primarily music, but also relating it back to any anything else that you want to do. But let me let me try and 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 make that relatable to everyone. Sure. Basically, what he was saying, just do it yourself if you have the means of doing so. For example, me in graphic design. I sat my ass down in front of my laptop for a week straight during a seven week trial of Photoshop to learn Photoshop because 
at that time, I couldn't afford this monthly subscription. So my ass was glued to my chair on my laptop learning Photoshop. Yeah. That was the means I had at the time. You so, have to work with what you got. Yes. Sorry, not to cut you off. No, you're fine. So what he's saying is do it yourself if you can. If not, it's okay to seek help. It's okay to, you know, invest in it. Of course, invest in yourself if that's what you need to do. I mean, we grow all, you're always going to be investing in yourself. I was investing in myself during that week of Photoshop. Yeah. So just fucking do it yourself. You don't need to be scared that you're going to fail or you're not going to be good enough or, um, you know, you don't have enough money to pay for Photoshop or pay for whatever you use to make music. And, and by the way, on that note, you probably will suck at first. Probably. You're probably going to be trash. Holy shit. You're probably going to be trash. I'm, I'm blessed to say that Mari was there. When I first took that plunge oh, to, to do it myself. And I used to get so frustrated because like I used to record these little YouTube beats, you know, shout out homage beats, fire, syndrome beats, fire. And these guys have probably been making beats for a long time. And if they haven't, they're, they're just super talented guys. And so when I would sit down to try to try to figure out how to, well, what's my own rendition of this and, and not plagiarize what they did, but make it my own. I used to get so frustrated because I just, I didn't know how, like I, I, I wanted to do it, but like, it would just kill me. Cause I'm like, Oh, how do I, how do I get that kick to sound like, like, like it's just punching through or whatever it is, but being patient and taking the time to invest in learning where you need to improve is so powerful. A lot of y'all could be really good at what you're trying to do. If it's basketball, the first time you get on a court, you might suck at dribbling. Go on YouTube, learn how to dribble better, okay? Now you got that down. Okay, how do you shoot now, okay? Whatever it is, it takes time. Mm -hmm. Do you really think, yeah. do you think for a second that anyone you look up to just woke up and they're just badass at whatever they did? Some of them, maybe. But the grand majority, no way. Mm -hmm. Not a fucking chance. And even if you do have some raw talent, that only takes you so far. Will Smith puts it really well. There's a big difference between talent and skill. Talent, you're born with. Skill can only be developed through hours and hours and hours of beating on your craft, of the sleepless nights, the blood, sweat, and tears yeah. of just grinding it out. And that is the only way to master something. Yeah, let me, let me remind anyone who's listening it's going to take time. It's yeah. not going to happen overnight. Nope. And if you're worried about it not happening in a year, then you're not passionate enough about it because chances are it's not going to happen in a year. Unless it's some, I don't know. Unless, I don't know what it could be to happen in a year, but chances are it's not going to. You shouldn't bet on it. If it does, don't. Fantastic. That's <laughs> fucking awesome. But that, that shouldn't be your plan. Yeah, that should not be your plan. You shouldn't have a plan to have everything figured out in one year's time because one year in the grand scheme of things isn't that isn't that long so just focus on yourself and focus on your craft so yeah that's a really good answer do i still have smoke coming out my ears you seriously do <laughs> but the next question will probably get even more smoke oh bet so what is the most common mistake that you've been seeing artists since 2019 making <laughs> lack of patience complete lack of patience um, a lot of artists, they want it now. And yeah, it's exactly literally, what literally about. what we're just talking about. Like, <laughs> yeah. like artists will just be like getting so frustrated. Like, oh man, I've been making music for three months and I, I'm not on yet. Mm -hmm. No shit, dude. Yeah. Or like, or just, um, just not being able to have that discipline of like, okay, there's this new piece of equipment I want maybe. And Instead of going going out drinking every night, oh maybe I should save my money and just like kind of eat dirt for a year, eat some ramen noodles and just kind of grind it out for a little bit and just be patient with it and just focus on getting better, yeah. uh, like just not quitting. Just it all comes down to lack of patience because I feel like so many people could be so good at what they do they just quit too soon. Yeah, no. That's something I talk about all the time on my Instagram. All the time I'm talking about exactly what he's saying, you know? And by the way, lack of patience can, can look another way too. Lack of patience also looks like not taking the time to learn what it is you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. 
you know, I, I feel like I'm talking about this all the time, but I still have artists in my DM talking about how do I put my music on Spotify? Dude, in the time it took you to send me that message, you could have put that in Google, those exact words into Google and had your fucking answer. Mm. All it takes is time. Yeah. How does a split, what is a split sheet and how does it work? Why is that important? What is publishing? What is, what is a PRO? Just basic knowledge stuff and just not being patient enough or, or wanting it enough mm. to, to take the time to do your homework. And by the way, if you don't do your homework, especially in the music business, <laughs> remember that chicken suit? That's going to be you. You cannot go into a business that you probably aren't familiar with not knowing the background of that business. You just can't. Yeah, you, you're going to yeah. get exposed out you're here. You're going to get taken advantage of. Looking like you get some big old red shoes because you're a fucking clown if you think that's how it's going to work. He gets you, very fired up. I do, up. man, because like I get so frustrated because literally with a phone, with a phone, you have more power in your hand than NASA had yeah. to put a fucking dude on the moon. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And you can't figure out what a split sheet is? Look yeah. it up. I have to give you a major, major shout out right now. That I remember when you first started making your own beats. You started doing everything yourself. Your whole DIY came into formation. I remember. And I remember seeing you leveling up each day. Because I kid you not. This man was working every single day. Sometimes all day and definitely all night and the level of level up that i have seen him go through is insane like he continues to get better and learn how to make cooler things with their with his beat i don't know the proper words here but <laughs> that you know fire. what i mean yeah that fire that's a technical <laughs> and word his writing has i mean he's always been a fantastic writer but the writing has just, just exponentially gone up and in quality and just you you are such an inspiration to me. And I know Thank to you. so many people, everyone listening, you, they need to follow you, underscore Rody on Instagram, and Rody everywhere else listen to music. Just his lyrics will fire you up. They will empower you, and his message will empower you too. Like, Thank you. You are seriously killing shit, babe. That means the world. Thank you. Of I course. really appreciate that. Yeah. So now we're talking about failures and, you know, artists fucking up. So tell me, tell me something. What has been your favorite failure? Ooh, my favorite failure. That's a damn good question. AKA a blessing in disguise. Ooh, man, I have a lot. I have a lot. Okay, but if you had to choose one. Yeah, off the top of my head, the first one that popped in my head, I did a show a long time, not a long time ago. I did a show and... Is it the one I'm thinking of? It's probably the one you're thinking of. <laughs> and um, during this show... I recruited a bunch of different artists to, to help me foot the bill for the venue. I hired um, my good friend DJ Sai to come out and DJ. I, I, hired, um, I hired someone to come out and host the event. And I promised both those guys X amount of money. And the venue, I was on the hook for the venue for X amount of money. And I told all these artists that, you know, you have to sell X amount of tickets so that we can all cover our costs and had contracts with them and everything. And they all said, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll do it, we'll do it. Mm. And by the time it was showtime, one of the artists didn't show up. Like, no contact. None. Could not get in contact with this man. By the way, all. by the way, this show was, I want, I want to say March 2017, something like that. It was, I think it was sometime in 2017. We're now in July of 2019. Still have not heard a damn word from this guy. Still have not heard a fucking word. It's, Still, oh my God. this man completely ghosts me, mm. right? Well, that sucks. Again, shout out to Mikey Lambeau for stepping up to the plate and covering his, Thanks, his clown ass. Um, and then there was another, another uh, group of artists that just did not, didn't hold on to their end of the bargain. And what they told me they were selling, they, they didn't. And I understand not everyone... Not everyone can sell the hell out of stuff, and I understand that. But the point that I'm trying to make, my favorite failure, was realizing that not everyone in this music business is on the same page as you and cares about it as much as you. Because at yeah. the end of the day, at the end of that show, I had to come mm -hmm. out of pocket hundreds of dollars just to cover the bill. And before all that, I was slated to make a good little pretty penny on, on this whole show really ended up losing a shitload of money on it. And that was a tough lesson that I think probably set the stage for this whole do it myself thing that, that I'm rocking so hard right now. Yeah. 
it really set the stage for you can't really depend on everybody in this business. You just can't. And that's an unfortunate truth. It's so unfortunate because, because you want to work with everybody. I really, I really wish that I could, but it's a tough lesson when you learn that not everyone gives a shit about your career like you do. It is. Right. That's okay. Yeah. I'm giving you. They'll come begging. Sorry. They'll come begging at your door once you're off. Maybe if they don't, that doesn't really matter anyway. Cause it's like, I guess that's another thing that I learned from it. That like the show goes on, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it'd be super easy to be like, Oh man, I'm never doing another show again. Nah, you just kind of got to dust yourself off and keep pushing. Yeah. Um, I already kind of touched on this, this other favorite failure, but I feel the need to mention it again. My favorite failure was the first few years of my career. Like that entire time span. I, I kind of, I don't look at it as a failure. I look at it as growth. Yeah. Growth, you know, um, kind of being naive to be honest with you of not understanding that, that it, it doesn't always make sense to spend money that you don't have. Honestly, it never makes sense to spend money <laughs> you don't have, but no, but before I really understood what it meant to put yourself on, I would say that that is probably to this day, yeah. one of my most important quote unquote failures of my life was putting so much time and so much energy and so much money into something and just nothing happening. Because that's just not the formula. It must have been frustrating as fuck. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's ext- it, it was and and sometimes it is extremely frustrating thinking about you know how many hours, how many dollars did I spend? Yeah, just throwing it away. You know, but let me remind you what I was saying before. Like you're killing shit, babe. I couldn't be happier. Yeah, I couldn't be happier with the way yeah. things are going right now. I'm. It's like I'm so thankful that we've we've both. Or everyone has gone through those periods where we can look back on and, and remind ourselves that, yeah, at that time, that was rough. But in hindsight, I'm so grateful for everything that I've gone through. And I know you are as well, you know? That's what makes your story. Yeah. That's what makes your story interesting. Mm-hmm. Would you read a book or, or watch a movie for those of you that still don't like to read? Um, <laughs> would you watch a movie that nothing bad ever happens to the, to the main character? No, nah, of course not. Why not? Because it's that. fucking boring. It's fucking boring. Nobody wants to hear the story of like, oh, I just, you know, I just started making music and then like I was really fucking good at it automatically. You know, I yeah. could, I could, you know, sing like Lady Gaga and make beats like Scott Storch. And Scooter Storch. Braun came up and... He yeah, and then Scott, Scooter Braun came <laughs> up and said like, oh, dude, you want a record deal? Oh, here's a perfect deal. And then, and then I signed it. And the next thing I know, I, I'm a multi-platinum selling artist and I'm, I'm selling out arenas around the fucking world. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, now I'm here and nothing bad ever happened to me. What's That's what? fucking boring. <laughs> That's fucking boring. No one gives a fuck about that person because they don't exist, first of all. Second of all, who gives a fuck about that candy-ass little bitch? Nothing bad ever happened to you. Why, is, why does that make your story interesting? Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. The hero's journey always starts with some bullshit happening. Some bullshit. <laughs> Harry Potter, bullshit. his parents are killed by a, a, a fucking, what is that, evil wizard. I, I forget what the, the technical term is. That you know, No, no, it's Voldemort type dude. Um... You know, like, Batman, his parents are killed, you know? Let's talk about real heroes now. Okay. Like, um, for example, Iron Man. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. The point is, though, like, that's what sets you off on your journey. Yeah. You know, because, like, again, if nothing bad ever happens to you, you don't have a very interesting story. I mean, what the most, like, the most cliche, but... Uh, but Amazing story is the rags to riches story yeah. of the person that started with nothing and now they have everything. You know why? Because it's relatable. Yeah. It's relatable for, for people to be able to relate to someone who struggled because yeah. everyone struggles yeah. and people on social media, I'm going to social media to make my point here because we all post the best times, the best moments in our lives and you don't really see that rags to riches, you only see the riches because that's what people allow you to see. And so when you can see a story where someone has obviously progressed from somewhere super low in their life to somewhere super high in their life, it's just relatable to see growth happen to someone who was in the same situation as you, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's just what it is. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. But um, next question. Tell me. How do you stay inspired? What, what, how do you stay inspired? Yeah. 
by remembering everything that, that I'm talking about when my face gets all red and blood's coming out of my eyes when I say no one's coming to save you. That's what inspires me. What inspires me is waking up and sometimes having to go to a job that I don't want to go to. Mm-hmm. Waking up and not being able to, to buy the food that I want to buy. Um, not being able to, to play the shows that I want to play, to make the kind of money I want to make. Yeah. That's what inspires me. Ironically enough, that's what does it for me because I understand that this is part of the journey and that nobody is going to come down from the heavens in golden chariot and hand me my ticket to success. That is not going to happen. And so what inspires me to keep moving is understanding that and understanding that it's up to me. It's not up to you. It's not up to my mom or it's not up to Eminem or anybody but me and anybody but you when it comes down to what you're trying to do. Yeah. That's, that's what inspires me. I love that. It's just understanding that if shit sucks right now, you are the fix. Yeah. You know what's something that pisses me off? What's that? It's people who wait to do something because they're waiting for inspiration to come. Don't get me started on that. You make your own. You don't need. You make your own inspiration. Inspire your fucking self. If yeah. you want it enough, you'll be inspired. Yeah. You'll be inspired, then. Inspiration. Some people think of it like this, this like, little fairy that floats around and it hits some people and then yeah. it hits other people. Mhm. Mhm. It's not how it works. Inspiration is an energy. Yeah. And it's something that you can draw upon. You can tap into moment. it. Are you inspired to go for a run right now? Probably not. No. Probably not. Maybe you are. Maybe you're running when you're listening to this. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. If a saber-toothed tiger came crashing through your window, would you be inspired to run then? Oh, hell yeah. Mm. Okay, so that was in you the whole time. <laughs> you just have a much bigger reason to go after it now. Yeah. Same thing. You just, if you're not inspired, your reasons aren't good enough for yourself. Yeah. No, that's very Period. true. Period. Period. <laughs> Period. <laughs> So my last and final question for you is, what is your message to the world? What is your legacy? What do you want to be remembered for when this is all said and done? My message to the world is to stop sleeping on yourself and go make it happen. Because that's what I did. What happened, what made the difference in my life is that I stopped sleeping. I stopped waiting. I stopped wishing. And I started doing. I went full steam. I had tunnel vision. Onto what I wanted to do. I decided what I wanted. And I took myself to it. I didn't wait for anyone to come bring me to that point. I didn't look for the hack or the keys. Mm-hmm. I just grinded it out. I worked smart. And I worked hard. And I believed in myself enough to make it happen. That's and that's what I want for everyone listening. That's powerful. I love that. Yeah. And I know you will be remembered. You are amazing. I can't tell you that enough. Thank you. You're pretty great too. I know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Thank you, baby. <laughs> so tunnel vision. Tunnel vision. Do you want to talk about that? This yeah, may be cut talk. out if you want to. We can talk out. about it. We can talk about it. Um, tunnel vision. It's uh, it's my new company that I'm working on. Uh, this will be the first time, maybe that I talk about it publicly. Um, tunnel vision is actually an acronym. It's not spelled out like, you know, tunnel vision. It's T-N-L-V-Z-N. And it stands for take it to the next level. Visualize the end now. The Z is the end because, you know, last letter of the alphabet. Kind of clever. Anyway. Um, but that's really, that's where my head's at and where my head's been at. Um, because that's what it takes to do anything great. You have, you have to decide that you're going to take it to the next level. You have to be able to visualize it. And then you have to go do it. Yeah. You have to focus on that. And so Tunnel Vision is, um, it's, it's kind of my record label. It's, I'm making merch with it, of course. I just showed you guys this is the first line of shirts. I'll be coming out with those pretty soon. Maybe by the time this interview airs. Um, but it, it, it's also more than that. It's not just a company. It's, it's, a, it's a way of thinking and a way of life. It's when... When you, when you wear the Tunnel Vision brand or, or you listen to music coming from the Tunnel Vision brand, you're empowering yourself 
to take whatever it is to the next level, mm-hmm. wherever that next level might be. Yeah. So that's what tunnel vision is. I fuck with that. I fuck with I'm you. I'm so proud. <laughs> I fuck with you too. Oh, word. I am so proud that you got this shirt out, that you have this whole branding message and this whole message tied into it. I love it. I'm, I'm here for it. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for doing this. Yeah, of course. I it's been, it's been a ton of fun. Thank you for redoing this. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. Um, so that wraps up this episode of 22 featuring Rody. You can find him. Tom. Yeah, you guys can find me on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, YouTube, wherever you listen to music. I'm there. Uh, just look for me, Rody, R-O-T-E-Y. Um, come fuck with me on social media, at underscore Rody. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you want to look. Uh, mm-hmm. Shoot me a DM. Hit me at the ads. Like, I-, I want to meet you guys. I want to interact with you. I want to communicate with you. I want to know, what, like, what do you have going on? Yeah. Is there anything I might be able to help you with? You know, I, I, like, I love connecting with you guys. And so hit me up. I'm a friendly dude. I know I got smoke coming out of my ears when I talk about certain topics. I promise I'm friendly. Dude, double chain. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, come say hey. Come say hey. Yeah, well, thank you so much for doing this. That Thanks wrap, for having me. As I was saying, that wraps up this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. I hope you guys can take away something from this. Some kind of... Shut up. I hope you guys can take something away from this. Some kind of lesson life lesson that we were both talking about i know he was saying so many amazing things touching on so many great points so i hope you guys really can resonate with this episode and i'm so happy that you guys listen so thank you guys so much for listening i really appreciate you tuning in and sticking through it if you're still listening um yeah that wraps up this episode thanks for having me on of course thanks for coming on absolutely you didn't really have a choice oh word (laughs) thanks babe of course cheers cheers